Shabbat Shalom, Body of Messiah. Mark Cooley here with Yahweh Yeshua Assembly in Fort Myers, Florida, bringing you another teaching from Yahweh's laws and commandments. I pray that your week has been good. I pray that you are growing and abounding in Yah's understanding of His Word, of His voice, of His laws, of His instructions, of His commandments. I also pray all is well with you. I pray for those that are suffering, hurting, broken, afflicted, that Yahweh would make a way for you where there seems to be no way. And this teaching today, hopefully, will either start something or it will water the seed of Yahweh's instructions that are sown within you and multiply that seed to produce the fruit that he desires it to produce in your life. And what I'm going to attempt to talk about and to minister to you about is that Yahweh and His Word or His Torah or His sayings or His instructions are one. You cannot separate Yahweh from His instructions. You cannot say you believe in the Creator of the earth, the Heavenly Father, and you believe in His only begotten Son, Yahshua, and then say you do not believe in His commandments, that they are important or that they are necessary for you to follow, that they are necessary for you to obey. You, can't, you cannot do that. They are one in the same. And we're just going to look at what the Scripture says. It doesn't matter what I think about what the Scripture says. It matters what it says. And we're going to look at, maybe for a few weeks, on the subject of His Word, his instructions, his commandments, his Torah, his sayings. And we're going to start at the end of the book, and then we're going to go to the beginning of the book and see just how much it is evident from the very beginning what he meant. The other thing that we're going to look at is that in John 1, many believe that the Word is the Messiah. And we're going to see that nowhere throughout the Scriptures did Yahweh ever say that His Word, His Torah, His instructions, His sayings, His commandments would be Yahshua. Nowhere did he imply it. Where that came from is when Constantine and Catholicism 
wanted the Hebrew scriptures translated into Latin, and that's when they formed the Trinity, which we know there is no Trinity, <clears throat> and that's how they began to convince all the world that the Messiah is the Word. And if you do not research the original language, and if you do not go back to the very beginning and look throughout all the scriptures, it would, you, it would, you would think that would be accurate, but it's not. When it says in John 1 verse 14, most translations say, and the word became flesh. Well, that word became is literally created. And that the word for word is logos, which means the written word, the spoken word, Yahweh's laws, Yahweh's commandments, Yahweh's voice, Yahweh's instructions, anything that is uttered. And so what we can see there is that, and we will see that Yahweh promised the birth of the Messiah, that he would be born through a virgin. And we know that took place in Matthew 1 and Luke chapter 1. But it, sa and, but it says the word Yahweh, and this is lit the literal translation is, the word spoken by Yahweh, Yahweh's voice spoken, Yahweh's commandments, Yahweh's instructions spoke it, and it was created. And see, when we read it according to how it should have been properly translated, we can go back into the very beginning and see how Yahweh created the heavens and the earth. He said, light be, and light was. He spoke. He spoke. How many times do we read in the scriptures where it says, and the word of Yahweh has come unto whomever, Jeremiah, Isaiah, whomever it was, saying. And what does that mean? That means Yahweh commanded something. Yahweh was giving voice to an instruction, to a commandment, to a saying, to something that he was voicing, he was commanding unto whoever it was, Moses, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, whomever it was, and so when you, when you see that's how Yahweh did everything that he created or that he commanded or that he wanted done, then when you apply that to John chapter 1 where it says that the word, Yahweh's commandment, Yahweh's command concerning the Messiah was created. It became flesh. It became seen. It became visible. He became visible. 
So what literally took place, it's not that the word is Yahshua and Yahshua is the word, it's that Yahweh's voice is the word. Yahweh's commandments are the word. Yahweh's instructions are the word. In nowhere does it ever reference that Yahweh's word is the Messiah. <clears throat> so that's the gist of what we're going to talk about and the understanding that we need to have. And this also should encourage you that if you have been standing on some of Yahweh's commandments, obeying them, and then standing on what is promised behind it, um, for example, in, in Exodus 15, verse 26, it says that if you diligently listen to the voice of Yahweh, okay, and the voice of Yahweh would be his commandments, his instructions, his Torah, his sayings, and if you do them, then he says that he will not put any of the diseases upon you and that Yahweh would be your healer. And then if you stand on other, and this is just an example of a promise you might be standing on, that he sent his word, Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his instructions, he sent his command, he sent his voice to heal you and deliver you out of all your destructions. Now, see, you cannot separate Yahweh and his command. You cannot say, I am believing that by his stripes I am healed and then say, you believe that you don't have to obey uh, Yahweh's commandments because you believe that Yeshua ended all that. And that is not accurate. And so we're going to see and keep in mind that Yahweh and his word, his voice, his laws, his statutes, his decrees, his commandments are one. You cannot say that you believe in one and then not believe in, in the other. It just will not work. And so this should encourage you, like I said, if you're standing on and you're obeying his Torah, you're obeying his commandments to the best of your ability, and you're believing to have received the promise that goes with that, whether it's healing, whether it's your family being rescued out of darkness, whether it's something um, for our nation, that our nation would be restored to Yahweh's laws and commandments, that Yahweh is calling the nations of the world back to his laws and commandments, that even though you may not see anything happening right now, you may not feel anything happening right now, things may be even getting worse 
in your family, in your body, in your finances, in the world system, but that you should have hope that whatever Yahweh gave voice to, and then when you agree with that voice, and you speak what he says about a situation, your body, your health, your family, your friends, your nation, so on and so forth, that regardless of how long it takes, it will come to pass. Something that um, I realized this week, and there's been two major incidents in my wife's and my life where we began to believe for something that was founded in the scriptures, and we began to give it voice, began to believe to have received it, and then it was years later that we realized that it had come to pass. And there was something dramatically that I realized this week that even though it took like 30 plus years, it came to pass. Why? Yahweh's faithful. Yahweh will not let one of his words fall to the ground. He said his word is like water from heaven or snow from heaven, that once it's spoken, it will not return to him until it accomplishes what he desires. Just like when he prophesied of the Messiah being born of a virgin, it didn't happen in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, but it did take place. And so you may be standing and it may, you may have given up on it, but I encourage you, don't give up on it. Even if it's been 20, 30 years, keep working the word and keep doing what you can do and in the end, it will come to pass. He is faithful. And you cannot separate him from his word. All right, let's look in John chapter 2. And beginning in verse 1, it says, My little children, I write these things to you so that you do not sin. <clears throat> And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua, Messiah, the righteous. That word sin means lawless. So it says if anyone is lawless, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua, the Messiah. And he himself is the propitiation or the payment relating to our lawlessness and not relating to ours only, but also relating to all the world. And here's what I want to focus on, next two verses. And by this we know that we know him. If, underline that, if, if, if. If is the qualifier. We keep his commandments. Now that is connected to verse 1, where if anyone is lawless and breaks a commandment, 
We know that we have an advocate, a lawyer, someone that's going to battle on our behalf. And his name is Yeshua Messiah, the righteous. And that he was the payment for our lawlessness. If we keep his commandments. If we keep his commandments. If you believe you do not need to keep his commandments, then the payment that the Messiah did on the stake for yours and my lawlessness is null and void. It will not produce the fruit that it's intended to produce. See, we need to read these things in context. You cannot say that the Messiah paid the price for your sin and then go about being lawless and breaking his laws and commandments and think there is no retribution or think that there is no penalty that's going to come upon you. And we know the penalty of lawlessness, Paul said, is death. And even in Genesis 3, when Satan, Hasatan, was tempting Eve, he said, Yahweh did not mean that, that if you ate that apple, you, you would die. See, it wasn't, so, not, it wasn't an apple, it was fruit. But it wasn't so much the fruit, but it was the lawlessness. When they broke Yahweh's law, they had one law. Do not eat of the tree of good and evil. That was the only law they had. And they did not keep it. And when they did not keep it, death entered into the human race. So we see here the Apostle John, the one that Yeshua said was his beloved, that laid his head on Yeshua's chest. He says, by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. So if you or myself say, we know him. We have a personal relationship with him. But we don't keep the Shabbat. We don't honor his feasts. We don't obey his laws and commandments. We do not know him. And it says in the next verse, and this is a tough one, and I know a lot of Christian folks have a hard time with this, but it's the word, and it says, <clears throat> the one saying, I have known him, and not keeping his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word truly in this one, the love of Yahweh, has been perfected. And by this, we know that we are in him. By this what? By keeping his commandments, his sayings, his decrees, his commandments, his law, his instructions, his Torah. So we see here that it is necessary and that you cannot separate Yahweh's laws and commandments or his Torah 
His sayings, His decrees, His instructions from Him. You can't say you believe in Him and not obey His commandments. There's another verse, and I believe it's in... It's in... Um, it's either in John or Peter, uh, where it says that even the demons believe in Elohim. But they don't obey Him. I'm not sure exactly where that is. Um, but nonetheless, you can look it up that even the demons believe in Him, but it's not about just believing in Him, it's about obeying Him. Remember James 5.7 says, if submit yourself to Yahweh, or His commandments, resist Hasatan, and He will flee from you. He will flee from you when... You believe in Him? No. But when you submit to Him. And see, many people don't want to submit to His laws and commandments because they are difficult. They are challenging. They are not wanting to give up their life. Now, in John chapter 1, and we'll go over this so you can see this clearly. In John chapter 1, we were all taught that verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Yahweh, and the Word was Yahweh. And then we were all taught, like we said at the beginning, verse 14, and that the Word was made flesh. And we were all taught that that was, the Word was the Messiah. Now, here's what the Word literally means. It is the Greek word logos, which means to say, to speak, to teach, to command, to direct, to call, to decree. And by definition, it means of, uh, of speech. A word uttered by a living voice. What someone has said, discoursed, the act of speaking, speech. The faculty of speech, the skill in practice in speaking, the thing spoken of or talked about. Nowhere in that, in the original language, does it reference the Messiah or what when people believe in the Trinity, the second person of the Godhead, which there is no such thing. Now, 
Think of this. Okay, number one, in the beginning, you know, think about which is more accurate. In the beginning was the voice of Yahweh. And we know that to be true when you read Genesis. And the voice of Yahweh was with Yahweh. And the voice of Yahweh was Yahweh. That makes more sense and and it lines up with Genesis to Revelation versus these next two statements which when Constantine and Catholicism translated the scriptures out of Hebrew into Latin, this is what they came up with which is inaccurate in my opinion. In the beginning was the Son, S-O-N, and the Son was with Yahweh, and the Son was Yahweh. There's nothing in the Torah that validates that. And see, we understand, and we've been taught this, that anything in the renewed covenant has to line up with the Torah, Yahweh's laws and commandments. And in some weeks to come, we're going to go over just how much the Torah was found and how even in Abraham's life, he obeyed the Torah. He knew the Torah, even though it wasn't written yet on tablets of stone, which that came from through Moses. So it's not the commandments of Moses, the Torah of Moses, it's the Torah of Yahweh. But we'll get to that in a few weeks. The third statement, which many Torah people, and I used to be of this belief, in the beginning was Yeshua, and Yeshua was with Yahweh, and Yeshua was Yahweh. That's what I I believe. Because... We were taught that all our lives, that the Word was the Messiah. In order for those second and third uh, explanations to be correct, we would have to say Yeshua, or the Son, was with himself or with another deity which would contradict both the First Testament and the Renewed Testament, as well as disregard the true definition of the word Logos, whereas when you believe the first definition, which says, that Yahweh's voice was with him, this makes perfect sense. My word, meaning my word, is with me. If I speak a word that is offensive, say threatening someone's life, who goes to jail? I do. Why? 
because me and my word are one. Remember many of these sayings that we need to take him at his word or that a man and his word are identical or a man and his word is inseparable. So whether a person keeps his word or not defines who that individual is. Same way with Yahweh. Same way with Yahweh. His word, his commandments, his voice, his instructions define who he is. And you cannot separate Yahweh from his Torah, from his sayings, from his instructions, from his commandments. You cannot separate it. And we saw that the Apostle John said how we can tell if we know him is if we keep his laws and commandments, his decrees, his commandments, his instructions, his sayings, his words. Now, think of this. <clears throat> In the scripture, it says that the word is a seed. It also says that <clears throat> Yahshua is bread. But Yeshua isn't literally bread. It's just a description of who he is, of his name. When we understand that, that there are many things that the scripture, you know, the scripture says in Ephesians 6 that the sword of the Spirit is the word of Yahweh, is the voice of Yahweh, is the instructions of Yahweh, are the commandments of Yahweh. Yahweh's word or Torah or instructions are not literally a sword. Jeremiah said that his words are a hammer, they are not literally a hammer, but they do the effects of what a hammer does. It smashes and squashes, destroys, breaks into pieces, strongholds. When you believe it, when you believe his commandments, and when you obey them. Same way with the sword. Yahweh's word in the spirit realm, is like a sword, and Hebrews says it divides asunder. It cuts. It's a double-edged sword. It is a weapon. It doesn't mean that the word is physically a weapon, 
but it has the effect of a double-edged sword. It has the effect of a hammer or like a sledgehammer. When you, when you throw a sledgehammer on a rock and you hit it enough, it will break the pieces. I remember a um, vision a lady had of me years ago and um, she said, if I remember it right, that um, I was at a wall and I kept, I kept using a hammer, hitting the wall, hitting the wall, hitting the wall, hitting the wall, and I kept doing it and eventually it broke just a tiny hole in the wall and then water began to gush out. And we know water is a reference to Yahweh's word and Yahweh's spirit. And as the water began to gush out and gush out and gush out, it, it began to, to, to open that hole more and more and more. And eventually it tore down that wall. And see, it wasn't a physical hammer, but what that vision represented is me preaching and teaching the Creator's Word, that the Word, Yahweh's Word, will do the work. <clears throat> Yahweh gave me a word some time ago, and my wife even had it printed out and put in a plaque to remind us of it, and that is that we are never to forget, and we are never to stop believing what that Yahweh's Spirit and his word, the words that you speak out of the written word, or the word, the, the word that you heard from his voice concerning you personally about something, that you are never to forget it. And you are always to remember that it's at work working, even if, you see nothing. Like I said at the beginning, you know, that Yahweh reminded me of two major instances in my life that it took years for something to come to pass that we were believing for, but it did come to pass. And what that did for me is encourage me that things that I've been decreeing and declaring and believing to have received in our personal lives and in our ministry, in our nation, that not to go by what I see. And to know that at some point in time, and this is for you, that at some point in time, that word that you've been standing on, that word that you've been worshiping in him for, that word that you have been believing to have received, it will come to pass. Why? Yahshua said, whatever things you desire, Mark eleven twenty four, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. It doesn't mean that you're going to have them in 24, 48 hours, a week, a month, but it does say you will have them. 
You will have them. I remember years ago, there was a certain vehicle I desired. And it took 20, 30 years before said vehicle was manifested. Now, I paid for said vehicle, but nonetheless, Yahweh's the one that provided the finances through my job to pay for said vehicle. And so, we are never to forget. You cannot separate Yahweh from His Word. You cannot say you believe in the Creator and then willingly disobey His commandments. Now, there are people like I used to be, you didn't understand or you did not know about or have the understanding about the commandments. That's what this teaching is for, <clears throat> is to show you them. Now, here's some scriptures to validate and to reveal that John 1.1 is not talking about the S-O-N, but he's talking about his voice. He's talking about his laws and commandments. He's talking about his instructions. And see, one of the prayers of agreement that we've been taught years ago, and that word agreement means that you come in agreement with what Yahweh says. And when you agree as touching what Yahweh says, or what the Messiah said, and what the Messiah said is what Yahweh says, then it says, it shall be granted, it shall be done. Again, it doesn't mean it will happen overnight. Okay, look in Psalm 33 and verse 6, and I'm going to go over these pretty quickly just for time's sake. It says, by the word of Yahweh were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. See, now that lines up with John 1, 1, when you believe and you understand about the word logos and what it means, it says, you know, to say, to speak, to teach, to command, to direct, uh, uh, the act of speaking, speech, it is not referring <coughs> to the Messiah or to the Son. <coughs> Excuse me. It means in the beginning was the voice of Yahweh. And the voice of Yahweh was with Yahweh because they're one and the same. And the voice of Yahweh was Yahweh. When we understand that, and then we read verse 14, what it literally says is that the voice of Yahweh created Yahshua. And how do we know that? Because we know uh, in Isaiah 7, Yahweh prophesied through Isaiah that there would be a virgin that would give birth to the Messiah. And then in Matthew 1 and Luke 1, the angel 
came as a messenger and said that the power of the Most High Yahweh will come upon you and you will give birth to a son and you shall name him Yahshua, meaning Yah is salvation. So it was the word it was the voice of Yahweh that, that is the seed that was planted in Miriam and then the natural process of time, she gave birth to the Messiah. So the voice of Yahweh, his instructions, his, his decree, his commandment, his Torah was voiced through Isaiah concerning the Messiah. I'll, and there are other verses, Micah 5 verse 2. And the voice of Yahweh came through the messenger, the angel, to Miriam and Yosef, telling them that the seed that is within her was going to be, it was going to be the Messiah and that it took place through the power of the Most High through his voice. And see, his voice he spoke the very first time he spoke about the Messiah began the process and see it says that his word will not return to him void so when he spoke the, the very first time about the the birth of the messiah that word went into went into work same way the very first time you understand that by his stripes you're healed or that when you speak to a mountain to be thou removed it shall obey you if you doubt not or you know, you're believing for the restoration of your family or the rescuing out of lawlessness of loved ones, so on and so forth. Whatever the promise is, the very first time it's spoken, Yahweh goes into action. His spirit goes into action. His word goes into action. And he begins to create just like he did when he said light be and light was. All right. Now here's something else to think about. Now remember, I think it's Genesis 17 and 18. In talking about um, Abraham desired a son. Now in chapter 17, we see that Abraham and Sarah took it upon themselves to do their own thing, to bring about what they wanted, and it turned into Ishmael. And in verse 17 or chapters 17 and 18 of Genesis, study it out, you see that the voice of Yahweh came unto Abraham and said, by this time next year, Sarah would have a son and he will be the heir and you are to name him Isaac. How did Isaac end um, Sarah's barrenness.
by Yahweh's word, by Yahweh's voice, by Yahweh's decree, by Yahweh's instructions, by Yahweh's law, by Yahweh's commandment. And it came to them and changed barrenness into Abraham's heir. All that came through his spoken word. The same word that we see in John 1.1 that created the Messiah. So see, it wasn't something new with Miriam. He did it through Sarah. And before he did it, he changed Sarah's name, the mother of many nations, and Abraham's name to father of many nations before they even had the child. So we see that you cannot separate Yahweh from his instructions. And his instructions, his commandments, his laws, his voice is one and the same with Yahweh. And it will produce fruit. It will bring things to pass. Whether it's 30 years, 100 years, 500 years from now. All right, so we saw in Psalm 33, verse 6, by the word of Yahweh were the heavens made. All right, look in Psalm 148, verse 5, and we'll begin to wind this down. Psalm 148, verse 5, it says, Let them praise the name of Yahweh. For he commanded, and they were created. Let us praise the name of Yahweh, for he commanded, and they were created. See, when we understand this powerful truth, we will understand the power that is in speaking Yahweh's laws and commandments, in obeying Yahweh's laws and commandments, in doing Yahweh's laws and commandments, in living Yahweh's laws and commandments. And remember what the Apostle John said, that if you do, if you say you know him, if you say you know him, and it, it says, verse 3, And this we know, that we know him, if we keep his commandments. So, if we say we know him, we're going to live a lifestyle of obeying his commandments. And we know that the next verse said, that if we don't obey his commandments, the truth is not in us, and we are a liar. That's a tough one to follow, to swallow. But nonetheless, it's true. If you're not obeying or at least desiring to keep his commandments, none of us are perfect. But we have an advocate with the Father, Yahshua Messiah, when we miss it. But if you purposely, willingly know, for example, that keeping the Sabbath, you need to do that and you break it just to get something done that you want done, 
I don't know what to say. There, there's nothing to say outside of you will suffer the consequences and it will not be pleasant unless you repent of it. And seeing some people, they keep going around the same mountain over and over again and they keep breaking his laws and commandments in the same way over and over again and Yahweh's testing you to see if you're going to keep his Torah. Because you say you know him. And you say you obey his commandments. But if you keep breaking them, when the pressure gets on you, you're missing something. You need to take a stand. Just like when the Messiah was in the tomb. The women did not go and prepare his burial with the perfumes because it was the Sabbath. And they kept the Sabbath. They wouldn't let nothing pressure them out of the Sabbath. And that's the way we need to be. Now, if it's a life or death situation, that's something different. But if it's a convenient situation, uh-uh. All right, look in... Uh, Hebrews 11, verse 3, it says, Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the voice of Yahweh. Many versions say by the word of Yahweh. So we know that the worlds were framed by the voice of Yahweh so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. They were not made from natural substance. It was made or created by the voice of Yahweh. Just like Yahshua was created by the voice of Yahweh. Just like Isaac was created by the voice of Yahweh. Just like the heavens and the earth were created by the voice of Yahweh. Yahweh speaks, calls, or commands with his voice words that bring into being whatever his word so specifies. He said, Isaiah 55, 11, My word shall accomplish that which I please. Things that do not yet exist but are predestined to be only await his word and then they are. That lines up with Romans 4.17. That Yahweh calls those things that does not exist as though they do, as though they do. Yahweh called Yahshua to exist before he did. Yahweh called Isaac to exist before he did. Yahweh called Abraham the father of many nations before he was the father of many nations. Yahweh called Sarah at age 99, holy moly, um, the mother of many nations before she was. Yahweh called the heavens and the earth, the, the stars and everything in creation before they existed. His voice created them. 
Who created man? Yahweh's voice created man. So let's just wind this up here. So we need to really comprehend this. And this is meant, first of all, for those that are obeying and living to the best of their ability according to Yahweh's laws and commandments, that his word, his voice, his commandments, his instructions, that you are obeying and the promises connected to them shall be fulfilled or come to pass at some point in your life. Whether you're believing for healing, rescuing of a loved one, salvation of families and friends, whether whatever it is you're believing, uh, uh, believing for, uh, receiving your children back under your care, um, receiving being debt-free, um, having a house or a car or any other material need that you might have or spiritual need that you might have. Yahweh is your good shepherd and he said you shall lack for nothing. And when you give that voice, when you agree with that decree that Yahweh said, Yahweh will then go into action. That word will go into action to begin to create what it is that you need, that you lack for nothing. That you lack for nothing. Same way when you say shalom to somebody. The word shalom doesn't just mean deep serenity and peace. It means that you will be whole, nothing broken, nothing missing. And if your body is broken, your, your heart is physically or spiritually broken because of loss or trauma or tragedy or whatever, at some point, when you stand on that word and you give it voice and you agree with it and you come to understand, I may not feel it right now, but I know at some point, I'm going to be whole. I'm go it's going to be as if whatever took place in my life never took place. Never took place. That's the power of Yahweh's commandments. That's the power of Yahweh's voice. That's the power that is in his word. And we cannot say that we believe in the Creator and not obey His commandments. You will be not only lawless, you will not only be not forgiven, but you will suffer in this lifetime. And see, many people have a hard time with speaking Yahweh's word or confessing Yahweh's word, or decreeing Yahweh's word in believing and using their faith to believe Yahweh for something that he promised. But it's how he created everything. 
And see, that is one of the positive things that I have taken away because we grew up in the charismatic uh, word of faith circles. And that is one thing that is saturated throughout the word. Now, they didn't obey Yahweh's commandments and they didn't understand those things. But nonetheless, facts are facts. And Yahweh said, speak his word. You cannot separate his voice. And that's what the word logos means. His voice created the Messiah. His voice created Isaac. His voice turned um, Sarah and Abraham from barrenness into having a child. So I pray that this encourages you. I pray this challenges you. I pray that you would begin to, to see this, how when Yahweh wanted something done, he sent his word. He, he spoke an oracle, a voice, a commandment, a instruction, a decree. And Job said, decree a thing and it shall be established. And so, Father, we praise you. We worship you for your Torah, for your voice, for your commandments, for your decrees, for your declarations. And we understand it. And we thank you, Father, for the power of your voice, the power of your laws and commandments. And we receive it. And we ask you to teach us how to accurately and definitively use this truth in our lives to establish your kingdom, to establish your plan and purpose in our nations, in the world, in our personal lives, in our friends, in our families. And we declare thy kingdom come Hallelujah. and thy will be done, Father. As we say, hallow be thy name. And Father, we praise you. Father, we worship you. Father, we thank you that your word is at work. Your commandments are at work. Your voice is at work. Your instructions is at work. Even if we don't see it, even if we don't feel it, we believe it. So Father, we love you. We praise you and worship you. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us at our website, YahwehYeshuaAssembly.com. If you want to connect with me, Mark Pulley, you can do so on Facebook, or we have a group and a, and a page, Yahweh Yeshua Assembly uh, is our page and group. Until next time, Yahweh bless you, Yahweh make his face shine upon you, Yahweh give you peace. Yahweh restore you, Yahweh make you whole, Yahweh bless you, Yahweh cause you and empower you to understand and believe in the importance and the power of his laws and commandments, his Torah, his instructions, by the power of his holy name. Shalom, shalom.